0: It's not a product, it's a technology. It's an education challenge.
1: A regenerative suspension.
0: There will be a growing demand for industrial photovoltaics. Time tidrum. Innovation in the financing space. The high-speed train is in all our interests. All political lines. Australia is a solar paradise. The market is moving much faster than that.
1: You've got something that's transformational.
0: Solar window
2: a can. Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action.
0: Taking it to a
2: do-it-yourself level.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Beyond Zero Show. Recorded in the studios of 3CR Melbourne, syndicated around Australia on the Community Radio Network, and podcast on the internet at bze.org.au and 3CR.org.au and whatever podcasting app you choose to use. And don't forget you can also follow us on Twitter at BZE Tech Show. My name is Kay Winnigal and today I'm joined by my co-host Laura Perry. Hi Laura. Morning Kay, how are you Welcome doing? back. Thank you, nice to be back. hope you had a great holiday in Thanks. sunny, warm Queensland. It was definitely a lot warmer than it is down here. <laughs> Fantastic. And Michael Steindor. Good Hi, morning Kay. Today we're speaking to Charles Rendigs, who is in business development for Shield and for Green Streets Consulting. Charles has been involved in the business development of ideas around resource and business efficiency in the US, Europe and now Australia. With a strong focus on innovation and technology, he works with industry to ensure that they apply the most up-to-date solutions to environmental issues. Charles is on the Australian Institute of Energy Melbourne Committee and a member of the Carbon Market Institute. Welcome, Charles. Thanks for joining us.
3: Uh, good morning, good morning.
1: Now, the first thing we ask you, Charles, is how you became involved in the clean energy and sustainability area.
3: Oh, goodness. Uh, when I moved here from New York City 11 years ago, I decided to um, get into the environmental area since I came over with a 18-month-old daughter. And I thought I'd um, change my stripes and get into an area where I thought there'd be growth as well as um, uh, be able to have a great impact.
1: Ah, okay. And um, obviously you are doing just that. (laughs) Efficient building envelope solutions were shown to be the lowest hanging fruit for energy savings in the BZE Zero Carbon Australian Buildings Plan research report. And these practical solutions are now being implemented around Australia in the spin-off Energy Freedom Project. What kind of energy inefficiency are we looking at with building structures?
3: Uh, Well, unfortunately, in Australia, there's a a number of areas where we could improve. One would be um, the the leakage of buildings, just air leakage. Um, The integrity of the building envelope uh, seems to be lacking, uh, so that could be improved. Um, Double glazing for windows and uh, triple glazing would even be better. Uh, I think prices are coming down in that area, so that would be uh, another great area of which to get efficiencies uh, evaporative coolers uh, i always found an interesting dynamic since um they seem to turn into a chimney especially in victoria during the months where we heat um so often people don't close those dampers and that uh any heat that they generate within their home just goes right out the roof um that in conjunction with um any split systems and filters being cleaned etc should be something we uh look to do um A good friend, uh, Tim Forsey, was talking about gas heating and all that, so I agree with um, his observations around um, the efficient electric home. Um, And er we
1: had Tim in just recently, and he was talking about all the energy efficiencies that you can make in the building.
3: Indeed, very good. Um, Also, uh, something we get involved in every once in a while is around thermal bridging, Um, the way um, radiant heat from the sun affects the building envelope and is channeled into the structure. Uh, So oftentimes we can set up a thermal break um, to prevent that from happening. Um, Another thing we come across often is building systems working against each other, where there's sometimes boilers going and uh, chillers going at the same time. Um, Additionally, uh, reconfigured uh, floors of office buildings and other structures are a problem with HVAC, where oftentimes uh, I heard a story recently where there's a building in the CBD, they can't use two floors because they've changed the layouts so many times, the ductwork doesn't really work for the floor anymore, and the air exchange is not friendly for humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and lastly, I just have a, a thought on humans themselves. Um, the way we operate uh, buildings is oftentimes not very efficient. Um, obviously, you know, again, with the low-hanging fruit of leaving things on and windows open, et cetera, um, we could do a lot in that area as well.
1: Mm. And most of those buildings have building automation systems that really could be programmed a little bit more intelligently, I think.
3: Uh, Well, tuning of buildings um, and commissioning of BMSs is is very important, but BMSs in and of themselves aren't really a solution unless they're truly managing systems. Um, just monitoring things is
1: Well the correct systems. That's is right.
3: Exactly. Is lovely. Yeah. But if you don't have things um, actually <laughs> activating and deactivating, it's um I, I don't find them overly helpful.
1: No, that's right. Mm. They're, they're not a they're a means to an end if they're done correctly. Right. Um, getting on to Thermoshield, which is one of the products that you're um, a business development for, um, the cool roof—it's a cool roof paint product, and <clears throat> I understand it's been tested by Syro and the University of Melbourne, and it's proven to reduce internal temperatures up to forty-five percent and reduce cooling costs up to forty percent. What tell us what Thermoshield is composed of in comparison, say, to normal paint?
3: Uh, well, cool roofs in general are a, are a good thing. There's been a Cool Roof Rating Council in America since 1998, um, and California has actually already gone on from cool roofs to cool walls, and uh, Lawrence Berkeley Labs has developed testing for cool roofs uh, where they can put three years of wear and tear and exposure on them in three days. <clears throat> so they're very much into um, uh, making sure that it's a robust dynamic <coughs> Excuse me, going forward. We've done work here in Australia with the University of Melbourne at the Burnley campus where we had five buildings constructed with um, our partners, the City of Melbourne and DSE, back in the day, um, where we compared um, a couple of cool roof products, green roofs, um, just to see what the thermal performance of the structures were.
0: What what are we talking about with green roofs and
3: and so forth? Well, it was an interesting study around um, all the dynamics of what can be done with um, what we call roof potential. Um, There's obviously, you know, PV you can put on roofs, there's green roofs and cool roofs, but it depends on obviously building orientation and other um, cost issues around what you actually want to do with your building asset. Um, so the, the university did the study around all five different approaches, if you will. Um, so Thermoshield came out on top of the thermal discussion, uh, which was a good thing. And, and Robert Doyle launched our equipment, if you will, at the uh, Art Play building in uh, Birung Mar back in 2011. So that was a good outcome. Um, and also Engineers Australia did our like on like our values um, the issue with thermashield is it's an insulating coating as well as a cool roof coating
1: and just for our listeners um thermashield is like a paint and it um, can be applied like a paint, I believe. Is that right? And it's just got some ceramic particles in it that um, in, give it that the insulating
3: properties? Indeed. It's a, it's a coating that we usually spray on for industrial <laughs> applications. Um, also, you can roll it on or, or paint it on. We do a number of you know, caravans for the Queensland Caravan Association. Um, but it has ceramic evacuated spheres in it, um, which sets up a, an air barrier like insulation but at 450 micron, um, so it just has very interesting physical properties at a very slim application thickness, as opposed to uh, pink bats, etc. So, when you're uh, when we're talking about um, the products like this, it
2: comes into a lot of thermodynamics theory, reflectance, emissivity, emissivity, and radiant heat. Um, can you tell us? Uh, a bit. Uh, describe what these terms mean in in this context.
3: Oh yes, it, it does get a bit technical. Um, the solar reflective index we had tested with um, the University of WA and Thermoshield came out at point eight nine, and um, essentially it's the measure of a roof's ability to reject solar heat. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of (laughs) reflectivity and emissivity. Emissivity, we got tested to ASTM-E408 and received a 0.90 rating. And emissivity is around the capability of a substrate to absorb and then re-radiate heat. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's the interesting dynamic around... Uh, you know urban heat island effect and you can actually see with the infrared satellite picture we have with the city of melbourne study um, of the cool roofs appearing white and blue on the infrared image as opposed to red and yellow
2: so um reflectance is where it it just bounces straight back off and something like snow has a very high albedo or reflectance and your thermoshield product is very high in that But the emissivity is also important, too, in that the heat that is absorbed um, then can be re-radiated rather than conducted through and and radiated internally. Is that
3: correct? Indeed. I mean, obviously, everything reflects to one extent or another. And white obviously reflects um, the most as far as the visible Spectrum, Um, but what we really like to pride ourselves on is going after the ultraviolet and the infrared. Um, The ultraviolet being the damaging rays that can tear uh, coatings apart, and obviously the infrared, which is the the the, where the heat load is.
2: Okay, how does this paint work in summer and winter? Wouldn't you actually want to absorb the heat in winter and reflect it in summer?
3: Well, as you know, the angle of the sun in the winter is um, dramatically (laughs) angled. Um, So the the heat load that you receive is is minimal, first of all. Um,
1: Not on the north side, Charles. Our mm -hmm. house is absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's nice. (laughs) Um, uh,
3: But you also want to think about the winter benefits. So uh, one of the aspects of cool roofs is some people think there's a winter detriment um, because the the cool roof coating, again, not ThermaShield with the insulating properties, but cool roofs actually let the heat out. Um, so in the winter, the good thing about ThermaShield is uh, the university studies show that we actually keep heat in in the winter. So unfortunately, that's why the uh, building code and uh, the ABCB doesn't really get us because our R-value changes. Um, so if you put us on a stinky, hot, beautiful Aussie roof in the summer, With no wind and no clouds, we get an R6.3. And if you put it pretty much on anything, and we've had people put uh, a thermoshield on the inside of their homes, um, you get an R2.2. So how does that work
1: in terms of Well, it has to do
3: with the amount of heat that we throw back. So obviously the Aussie sun is, a, is a, a beast. And when you put it on um, inside your house, for instance, you're not trying to cook a chicken. You're just trying to keep the ambient heat that you're generating with a radiator or um, you know, a ducted system you know, stabilized inside the, the building envelope. So that's why, as an instance, we do uh, de Bordelis tanks out in the Yarra Valley where we stabilize the tanks uh, to minimize energy input requirements.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: So can a product like this be used in place of traditional bulk insulation? Um, Well, we like to think of ourselves as a complementary system. Uh, We're not trying to put the pink bat guys out of business, and we're not trying to put the air conditioning guys out of business. (laughs) Um, But the principle of the thing is if you want to insulate your home, and especially in Australia with the, the high UV and heat load that we have, we'd rather start dealing with it, from the exterior of the building, as opposed to letting it in and then fighting it.
1: Charles, you um, obviously do insulation installations in far north Queensland, and where it's nice and warm, and down south in Melbourne, where it's not so warm at the moment. Mm-hmm. How does that work in terms like um, the insulating effect and the cooling effect um, of of those places? How does how does your product work? to manage the changes in air temperature?
3: Well, exactly. Um, just like, as we used to say with American uh, American cars, you know, your mileage may vary. <laughs> um, um, the latitude and longitude obviously have something to do with it. Um, we've done a lot of work up in Townsville um, where it's beautifully consistent and 30 degrees and sunny, and our data and the data that we capture out of the building management system show the performance uh, difference Pre and post application um, in Victoria. Again, um, it's a different dynamic, but because we are an insulator um, and the university study showed that we actually help in the winter as well. Again, not to the you know drastic extent um, of a of a of a northern territory summer day, um, but there is a, a benefit. Um, so we think it's a, a good general solution around the place.
2: Okay. So you also make um, points in, in your material on the website about uh, the benef- other benefits of this product. Um, one of them is thermal shock. Um, talk to us about that, if you would.
3: Well, indeed. Um, we've hired a, a number of plumbers over the years, and we get the TAFE manuals, and we see that 2% of a building's design is to deal with waterproofing, and unfortunately 90% of the maintenance is around leaks and waterproofing issues. With a cool roof coating, uh, what happens is we actually reduce the substrate temperature uh, from sometimes as high as 87 degrees to down to around 30 degrees. Um, so, especially in Victoria, where you have your five degree mornings and sometimes 30 degree afternoons, um, oftentimes you might hear your roof moving and creaking. Um, That's the thermal shock occurring, and that's how roofs sort of start disassembling themselves um, throughout their life, and that's how uh, we get uh, leaks and other issues.
1: Okay,
2: and you're saying because it doesn't get nearly as hot, it doesn't
3: move nearly as much. Exactly, We, we stabilize the substrate.
1: You're listening to the Beyond Zero Emissions show and we're talking to Charles Rendings and talking about CRP, cool roof products, which is thermal insulation coating for roofs.
0: Charles, what are some of the other products on the market that uh, offer this same sort of thermal resilience? Yours, yours is just one in a class of these, isn't Yeah, it? And, and where do we find the discrepancies in their effectiveness and so forth?
3: Well, again, since we're uh, primarily an insulator, um, what you'd be looking at for other insulating dynamics would be um, density. Sorry, sure, um, could I just stop you there? Mm-hmm. You're, you're promoting yourself as primarily an insulator rather than a reflector, right? Eh? Well, as I say, white paint um, is lovely and it's a reflector, but the minute it gets dirty, if the only premise that you're working on is reflectivity, mm-hmm. Your performance is going to go down very quickly. Um, so, us having our ceramics and a high um, volume of solids in the coating, yep. and with our thick application, um, which is about 350 micron uh, dry, um, we set up that barrier regardless of um, the coating being tarnished. Is it gone? Um, So as far as insulation goes, the other ways to get insulation are obviously building envelope density. So we're a big fan of, you know, double brick homes, etc. Also, obviously, pink bats. And Sorry, what are pink bats? Uh, pink bats are a, an insulation uh, dynamic. Uh, you may have heard of the pink bat scheme back in the day, which was an unfortunate um, adventure. Yes, I know <laughs> what we're talking about now. And that's what you, know, you usually put in roofs, et cetera, and walls. And also there's uh, foams, which you can spray in between your, uh, your slats and your walls that seal um, and provide density as well as air tightness. Um, And foams are actually um, an interesting approach, Um, but obviously you have to have open walls, and it's kind of during construction when you put that sort of insulation in. Absolutely. And so this being just a spray-on paint, what is the thickness of it once it does get on the roof? Roof. Well, the the good thing about it is that um, it has a high build uh, ratio, so we can put on a basic home domestic job would be a two-coat, Uh, system drawing to about 350 micron. Um, We do a lot of uh, industrial work, uh, power stations in WA and uh, ammonium nitrate sheds in the Pilbara where we might put on 10 coats, um, so it might be almost a mill thick. Um, And that would make it more trafficable and more durable and um, also very good around um, corrosive environments. Right, so it can be used as a restoration process rather than having to rebuild. Well, that's one of our parts of our sustainability story is um, we hopefully prevent um, roofs from needing to be replaced. The good old roofs back in the day actually have really nice thickness and good meat in them, so we'd much rather restore those than throw them out. And um, the roofs we make nowadays tend to be a lot thinner um, just uh, so the steel companies can remain competitive, (laughs) et cetera.
2: So um, in a study... Published by um, Melbourne Uni and I think Melbourne City was it. Um, they compare a number of. It's called Cool Roof Research, <coughs> and they compare a number of products: Thermoshield, SkyCool, StayCool, Dulux InfraCool Cool. Um, they also mention half a dozen others: Thermalite, um, New Tech and so on. Are they all competitors to Thermoshield are, are, are they? Are you saying they do utterly different things? They're not insulating as well.
3: Well, um, we try to be the transparent company where we explain how we do what we do. If you go to a, a number of those other websites, um, frankly, we, I can't figure out what, what their technology is. So Are they, they claiming similar things? Well, they're claiming uh, high reflectance mostly, mm-hmm. You know, which is fair enough. Um, uh, Mike Bloomberg in New York City you know was did I think a million square meters now of cool roofs but fundamentally it's been white paint now it's the it's the principle of the thing and that's fine it's just that you're not going to get real resilience around just putting white paint on things so if you go into some of these websites of our quote competitors you'll see things like they'll say you know and a special membrane additive mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, just honestly, I don't know what that means. So um, and I have two chemists on staff, and they don't know what it means either. So um, that's why I think we're actually in discussions and having a meeting next week with the Australian synchrotron, because um, we actually want to do more research into why our coding performs as well as it does.
1: It would be nice to see that whizzing around at 100 Mm. miles an hour.
3: Mm -hmm. Good fun.
1: (laughs) My hair is quite liquid. (laughs) In in your
2: case, the uh, special membrane additive is is the ceramic balls, the the evacuated Mm -hmm. ceramic balls. The
3: ceramic microspheres um, give this coating a very interesting physical um, set of properties. And when we get the raw material in at uh, at the factory, you put your hand through it and it's almost like a liquid. Um, it, it's, a, it's a very interesting dynamic, and the University of Melbourne's also shown that we um, increase photovoltaic efficiency by six percent. So we're doing a lot of installations around a combination and looking at things holistically and complementarily around cool roofs and PV. So this isn't. Covering your photovoltaic cells, it's covering the area around them. Right, because you want to keep the PV cool, because um, PV likes light, it doesn't like heat.
1: But doesn't the sun shine directly onto those PV cells?
3: Well, again, the sun moves uh, <laughs> as she does around over the course of a year, and uh, oftentimes. Obviously, PV installs don't go from edge to edge and top to bottom of roofs. Um, So
1: that means that the the heat around the cell or panel isn't as hot as it may be otherwise, but the actual panel itself still gets the sun, you know, whatever orientation it, um, whenever it's performing, it, it will get the sun at its greatest heat, won't it?
3: Well, absolutely. I mean, you, you definitely want the best exposure to visible light for PV. Um, but I think after 25 degrees C, the efficiency of PV um, mm-hmm. starts heading downward. Um, so, yeah, what we want to do is extend per degree or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We want to extend the maximum uh, productivity of the PV throughout the day.
1: Isn't that normally done by cooling the, the panel? Because you, you can't stop the sunlight from actually getting to the panel.
3: Well, again, it may have to remember we're always looking at what wavelengths we're looking for. So PV wants the visible spectrum, and we deal with the infrared. So what it what we're trying to do is work in conjunction with PV um, to extend the most productive, efficient, extend the efficiency window, if you will, throughout the day um, for maximum generation.
0: What um, You spoke before of it being holistic and as a company and product. Um, can you tell us what kind of scorecard or is there a rating system out there for this sort of technology?
3: Well, I'm trying to work with the Australian Building Code Board and the National Construction Code and um, Cool Roof Rating Council in America to see if we might be able to start a, uh, a rating over here. Really, so, so there is one in the state. States? Um, there is a, a rating for reflectance, um, and as I say, that's why we're kind of doing it. We're looking at our coding in multiple different ways. Um, we have a number of case studies now, so we know we get the results as far as kilowatts hours saved and obviously money saved. Um, but you really want to, you know, I, I, I love to look into this a little bit more scientifically. Um, so we are. <laughs> Um, The other benefit that we have uh, using ceramics is obviously we catch uh, rainwater off a lot of surfaces in Australia, and we want to make sure that's a safe process. So one thing uh, consumers should look into when looking at cool roof products is um, oftentimes to get more reflectance our competitive set needs to add heavy metals to their coatings and obviously once that coating breaks down and you're collecting rainwater in your tanks or your chicken sheds etc um, just one other thing to consider around uh, life cycle assessment which is what we've had done with our coating to make sure it was safe mm. and sourcing ceramic or oh, creating ceramic itself is a reasonably cheap exercise I- I'm not sure. Well, uh, the spheres we get are from overseas. They're very uh, intensely manufactured, but they're um, you know they're glass, they're ceramics, so they're non toxic. Yep. And um, uh, as I say, we get great results with them.
1: Where do you get those spheres from, Charles? Uh, South Korea. Mm-hmm. So, is, oh, sorry. yeah,
3: that was probably the same question I think. The um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Thermoshields is an Australian company manufacturing in Dandenong. But there's a Thermoshield America. Are you licensed from them, or what's the relationship to Thermoshield America?
3: Well, we've reformulated uh, the coating here and patented it here. The American company I've looked into, and the last time I looked into it, it was for sale. So I'm not quite sure what. So what it's, they're it's doing no over relationship there. to yes. you guys. No, no relation. We're trademarked here and patented here.
1: How long's Thermoshield been in Australia? Uh, since
3: 1997.
1: 97. Okay. Mm. So. It's Coming along,
3: <laughs> um, that's good. As I'm sure as does the technology. <laughs> well, as I say, we have chemists on staff, and we are uh, continually doing R and D. And you can also um, tint our coating, which makes it a little bit more interesting as well, and add color to it. And we've um, had great success adding infrared pigments, so that we can actually keep the performance up. Um, while going darker with the colour. So, um, you know, it, it's an evolving space, and, you know, watch this space. I read
1: somewhere that um, you can use the Julux paints as um, a basis for the colours that you can choose. Can you choose any colours in that Dulux range?
2: Indeed. So, um, this is probably a silly question, but I have a, a green render house. Can I put a, essentially a clear thermoshield on that, or...? Uh, do I have to replace it with the same colour?
3: Um, no, we don't. We don't come in clear, <laughs> um, but that's a good question. Um, but we do uh, tint in our factory and apply on site, and we've done many um, green and and red applications. Green being, uh, we try to bring it up to a eucalypt colour and up Bendigo way more light red.
1: All right, guys, that's all we have time for this morning. The Beyond Zero show is brought to you by the climate change solutions think tank, Beyond Zero Emissions, and is recorded in the studios of 3CR Melbourne and syndicated around Australia on the community radio network. And if you want to listen to this show and any of the others we have done, you can go to www.bze.org.au and click on podcasts. And you can also find us on Twitter at the BZE Tech Show. Thank you, Charles, for your time today.
0: Pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, and thanks for getting through our croaky Friday morning. Everyone's got some cobwebs, it sounds. (laughs) Um, Was there something you wanted to say, Mike? No. No? Uh,
1: Thank you very much.
0: Have a great weekend. It's not a product. It's a technology. It's an education challenge.
1: A regenerative suspension.
3: There will be a growing demand for industrial photovoltaics. Time Innovation in the financing space. The high-speed train is in all our interests.
0: All political lines. Australia is a solar paradise. The market is moving much faster than that.
1: You've got something that's transformational.
0: Solar window in a can.
2: Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action. Taking it to a do-it-yourself level.